0: Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I am here with Brentley Jordan.
1: Good to be here. Good to be it's
0: with you, good Michelle. Good to have you. I, um, it's been a while since we've talked. David has been preaching quite a bit recently. And yeah. Um, yeah, so it's lovely to have you back on Facebook Live. So welcome. Thanks. We're going to discuss, Brentley, your sermon from this past Sunday, Worship Gratefully. This is a part of the new sermon series, Seven Summits. Um, and your sermon was from Ephesians 1. Verses three to 14.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're, so we've been in the ascent sermon Mm -hmm. series, which is following Moses up the path to deeper intimacy with God. And now we're transitioning into the seven summits, which is um, elevating our worship life um, based on important passages in the new Testament about worship. Um, And so as it says on our blog, (laughs) It was not clear on Sunday morning. The the sermon series title is Seven Summits, but there are really eight Sundays. Oh yes, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, the the justification, David justified that by the fact that many hikers include or many mountain climbers include the Pacific Rim in their uh, in their count of of the summits that they Climb one for each continent. Um, so,
1: Michelle, have you ever yeah. climbed any of those summits?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Surely you just Yeah. I don't even know that I've climbed Pike's Peak. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, I haven't climbed Pike's Peak. Yeah.
0: I think I've been to the top, but we dro- we drove it.
1: <laughs> uh, me, th- me neither. I'm sure it'd be fantastic. I wonder how many people in our church family have climbed any of those that. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That would be interesting to know, yeah. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I have a friend from high school, though, who um, has made three attempts at Mount Everest.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I know I have at least one person in our, kind, in our church family who has climbed or at least attempted Mount Everest.
0: Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have never climbed any of the summits, Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. I don't even know what they are. I mean, yeah, I'm assuming it's. Mm-hmm. Mount Everest uh, I don't even know what's the peak in uh, Alaska I think that's the one Denali
1: gotcha yeah. I don't want you to point out my ignorance right now so I am well, I, I, doing...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him either
1: but <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I'm sure we could just google it and they would tell that's us that's right that's right yeah, yeah. but um, but all that aside seven summits eight passages from the New yes. Testament about Ooh. worship so that's the point
1: yeah and it's exciting. I mean, Rob, Rob, and I, and David. I mean, we get excited about preaching through these fantastic passages as we look at the the lineup of them um, this summer. They're just. I mean, they're they're, they're just beautiful passages. That it's going to be fun to study them and share about them and then have conversations about them. Um, so, so we're all looking forward to the the summer of uh, being able to study and share and talk about those passages.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so let's get to this past Sunday's then. Yeah, um, worship gratefully from Ephesians one, um, and you uh, you quoted Travis, our worship pastor, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and his definition of worship, which is bringing all who I am to all who God is, and allowing that communion to change my life.
1: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah. I love that. I I love that definition. I I appreciate Travis's heart in it. And and wherever he came up with that or heard that from, I appreciate him bringing that uh, for us to think of worship in, in, you know, kind of in that, uh, in that articulation of it. Um, Because it's, it it covers what life is when I I bring all of who I am, and that's the good and the bad and everything in between. um, And before all of who he is. And and the, the book of Job is such a beautiful um, example of that, of, mm. you know, Job says some things that just um, magnify the Lord and, and acknowledge how powerful and amazing he is. And then and then Job says, I mean, he is complaining, he's miserable, and he brings all this other stuff to the Lord as well. Um, but for us to see that that's actually worship, Um Complaining to the Lord is worship. Yes, complaining is not worship. Complaining to the Lord can be worship. Um, hmm. So, so I, I love just that that capturing of it is bringing all of who I am um, before all of who He is, and and allowing that communion to change your life. I mean, just you know, think about what happens in your own life as you bring. Blessings or difficulties before the Lord, um, usually you come out of that conversation with more peace and comfort and strength than you had going into that conversation. And that's because you worshiped. Mm. Um, so I, I'm a mm. big fan of that definition and just understanding of worship.
0: Yeah. I, you know, yeah, complaining to the Lord can yeah. be worship. Because it's being honest, right? Yeah. And God wants us to be honest with Him, that's
1: and you're having a conversation. I mean, that is—that's part of intimacy. <laughs> I mean, we think, right, with our spouse yeah. or with our closest friends, do we do we ever complain or talk about the stuff that's hard in life? Yeah, that's part of that's part of intimacy, you know, in a, in a relationship. Yeah. Um, so it makes perfect sense that that's what we would be doing with our heavenly Father, and that we're gonna get even more love and understanding and patience and and truth and tough love, um, perhaps than any other relationship. Um, hmm. that's, that's beautiful that the Lord is ready and for all of that and inviting all of that.
0: And I think when we're honest, then we allow, hopefully, as Mm -hmm. we're being honest with the reality of life here on earth, which God already knows, but sometimes we just either want to wallow in the hardness Uh of life, or we want to be Pollyannish and be like, everything's great. Everything's good because God, you are good. So everything is good. And God's like, yeah, I am good. And Mm -hmm. I know not Mm -hmm. everything is good. Yeah. And, um, yeah and so when we so when we are honest then then we can say, God, how are how is your goodness going to manifest in this situation? Yeah. I don't see it now, and do I trust you to do that? Do I trust your goodness to
1: show? yeah um, and that's where I think when we when we stick in the conversation with the Lord, I mean first when we stick in the conversation and when we're really having a conversation with the Lord. That is, we're not just talking, but we're mm-hmm. actually looking to him and then listening to him, whether it's his, his voice through his spirit in us and giving us thoughts, um, or his voice through his word that we're listening to. Um, as we do those things, as we really have dialogue and, and we listen, um, then all of a sudden I see my troubles in a different perspective.
0: And
1: and that isn't to say that all of a sudden my troubles are insignificant, but, but they are different when, when I see them in the light of the spiritual blessings that the Lord has given me.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: And I, I just, I want to see all those things in light, uh, in in the light of one another. Um, Yeah. Then, then I just have a more godly perspective on it all.
0: Right, right and yeah these yeah it's i loved the illustration that you used well you had two significant illustrations oh yeah yeah you had one about cooper yeah Mm -hmm. oh my gosh really struck a chord in my family let me tell you we don't have a dog Uh huh. but uh sunday afternoon uh i don't know one of my kids did something and and my husband said I just really want to thank you for doing that. I really, really appreciate it. And now I'm going to thank you like Cooper. <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
0: And we were all like, stop. We don't have a dog for a reason. Nice. So that struck a chord. And yeah. you know, just thinking about, oh, yeah, are we really as enthusiastic as we should be when we're mm-hmm. thanking God or thanking people around us? Yeah. Um but then the other one that struck a chord was the um the rope that you put yeah. at, down and just remind us of what that that signified
1: Yeah, so it was, it down. <laughs> I was trying to give an illustration to us thinking about what is what is the what is it to be to receive every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Um mm-hmm. so so the rope represented um a timeline that is eternity past and eternity future Um, and our our earthly realm is the you know up to 100 years that we might experience on earth that's earthly realm and the heavenly realm is you know take that timeline it's everything everything past and everything future eternity in either direction that's the heavenly timeline Um, but but the earthly realm, uh, realm is not only that timeline since the earthly realm exists outside of time, um, the earthly realm is everything all around that, that long rope. Um, the heavenly so realm. The heaven- oh, thank you. The heavenly realm is everything you know on that timeline and all around it. And trying to then get this perspective that, of how huge and expansive the heavenly realm is and, and how small, relatively speaking, the earthly realm is. And mm-hmm. to give us a picture to what is it to receive every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms and, and acknowledge that um, spiritual blessings from the perspective of the earthly realm seem um, foggy or underrealized; uh, They're not as clear, but, but they're every bit as real. Uh, mm. and, and just trying to draw people into understanding what does it mean to be blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Um, and then you know so then we walked through those six spiritual blessings that that Paul um, unfolds in this beautiful way. Um, you know, each of them, you know, there could be so much said about each of them. Mm-hmm. Right? But it, it's it's uh, helpful just in that context of Ephesians one just to get a quick look at these six spiritual blessings. Um, yeah in our, of-
0: Yeah, I um, I know so two, two comments. one, I know it's so easy to be caught up or mired down in this earthly realm. Like this is it. This is all I see. This is all my senses are feeling or, you know, this is all I can perceive with my senses. Yeah. And so it does take faith Mm -hmm. to believe that the heavenly realm and that there is yeah. eternity present, or eternity past and eternity future. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, all of those things that you just said, it does take faith.
1: Yes. Um,
0: and, and, um, my goodness, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, no. So, and the other thing I want to comment on is, um, we were talking about this in, on Sunday morning, after, mm-hmm. during the second service in our community group time, and um, and so we went back. We went to the scriptures and we started reading them out loud and and thought, okay, are there really only six spiritual blessings? How many sure. spiritual blessings are there? Yeah. And, and so then we decided that you really only had twenty minutes, so you yeah. can only talk about six. But yeah. But really, if you if you look at that passage, I can't. I have. One, two, three, four, five, six, twenty, 18, 19,
1: 20, 21, 22, 23. Uh-huh. Awesome. <laughs> that, yeah.
0: that we identified in our group.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's which, which is fun to do, right? Yeah. Like, what what else can I pick out of that passage yeah. specifically that is a gift to God from, from, from God to me? Yeah, and then realizing that all of these spiritual blessings—the six, the twenty-three, this mm-hmm. whole passage, everything included in it—taken all together, is an expression of God's character. Of who yeah, He is.
1: That's good. Uh huh. Yeah, and all of that, you know, it—I um, bring all of that into my conversation with the Lord. My you know, the illness of a loved one is no less real or significant, um, uh, and I I see it from a, a more godly perspective if I also have in view these significant spiritual blessings that the Lord has given me. And that informs a really great conversation with the Lord as I acknowledge his spiritual blessings and acknowledge the difficulty I'm having with this, with these life circumstances,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, yeah, I love the Lord, that the Lord invites us into those conversations.
0: Right, right. He does not want us to only focus on the spiritual realm, on the heavenly yeah. realm.
1: Yeah,
0: right. What is that saying? You're you're so heavenly minded, you have no earthly good. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh-huh. it's like, well, that's not that's not what God calls us to either. Yeah um but
1: um yeah because when I think about it you know the um gratitude for the spiritual blessings that I've received um it gives me strength to to deal with the difficulty of a broken world um Hmm. and it's true that dealing with a broken world rather than just trying to deny it or, or avoid it dealing with a broken world moves me into an understanding and empathy for the significance of the brokenness of sin. Um, mm. So it's actually dealing with the broken world can draw me deeper into worship as I recognize, God, this, this brokenness is what rebellion against you causes. Um, mm. So as I'm messing through this brokenness, some of which I'm causing, um, I'm drawn deeper and deeper into an understanding of um, the depth of my um, rebellion against God and the height of his redemption for all of us. And mm-hmm. um, so it's, I I want, I want to move deep into gratitude and, and deep into, you know, the brokenness of the world, you know, we're not to avoid all of that, but process it. Don't, um, yeah, uh, admit that it is going on and 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 deal with it.
0: And and grieve it.
1: Yeah, and grieve, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And
0: lament over yep. it. Yeah. I've heard it said that grieving and lament are skills mm. that we need to learn. Mm-hmm. And and that has really struck me because I think I think I know how to grieve. Yeah. And then I think, well, really I don't. Mm-hmm it's a I can get better at it if it's a skill that I can learn yeah so yeah I think I think I the the main point of your sermon was our eyes on his blessings brings our knees to the floor yeah
1: yeah that was a kind of a hopefully a catchy idea that I was trying to leave with people, that our eyes on our blessings bring our knees to the floor. Um, and just connecting that as I'm looking, connecting gratitude and, and worship. Um, and this reality that as I look at my spiritual blessings, it draws me into worship with the Lord. And again, that's not to say that I'm um, denying the hard things in life, but, but it is to say that the gratitude plays a key role. In drawing me into a worship experience with the Lord.
0: And another comment you made was this humble posture strengthens me with his power.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Cause I mean, similar to what I said a few moments ago, when I, when I realize the depth of the spiritual blessings he's given me, that's when I'm equipped and strengthened to deal with the broken world that I cause and walk in. Um, mm-hmm. because I mean, my goodness, I don't, uh, you know, those who do not believe in Christ, who are not following Christ, I don't know how they are not crushed daily by the pain and weight of a broken world. Um, I, I don't know. And, and, you know, the Lord is growing in me a heart of empathy and urgency um, that uh, people who don't know him, they, they must be crushed by the weight of the world. And and I believe it's only in understanding spiritual blessings that a follower of Jesus has that mm-hmm. we can stand up under the weight of a broken world.
0: Hmm. I think. Um, I think that I mean, obviously, I agree with you, and I also think about the perspective of um, hard times being like boiling water. Mm-hmm. And
1: oh, interesting! And it
0: kind of reveals our character. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we all, you know, we all, there are some things that we all experience and there's some things that, that, you know, only some of us experience, Mm -hmm. but, but it's all hard. I mean, it's, it's a broken world. And so it's like this boiling pot of boiling water. And when I put a potato in the boiling water, it gets soft. Like it Mm -hmm. starts hard and it gets soft. And when I put an egg in the boiling water, it starts soft or runny and Uh hard and so I think it, I think it reveals our, our attitude towards God.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could, that's, that's interesting. I can think of examples of that, of, of uh, hard circumstances, either softening people or hardening, hard, hardening their, their hearts uh, toward the Lord in particular. Oh, that's yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. And um, so I always pray that, that that I would always be through, through it all. I would always turn to God.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be hardened. I don't mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. be the, how can I believe in a God who allows all these hard things?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: which is, I mean, without the Holy spirit, yeah. That is an, a legitimate question. I mean, even with oh, yeah. the Holy Spirit, it is a legitimate yeah. question. How can he mm-hmm. allow all of this? Um, and, I mean, that's an ageless question. It's a timeless oh, yeah. question that's been asked over and over again, starting with Job, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's how we wrestle with that question and the conclusion we come to um, yeah. that I don't understand. I mean, my conclusion is I don't understand how God can allow it. Mm-hmm. But I can trust him through it. Yeah. I can trust his goodness. I can trust mm-hmm. his character. I can trust that he is blessing me with all these spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm. Yeah. Even if I don't perceive them with my senses here in this earthly realm.
1: Well, and that, you know, Michelle, that, that draws me to some of the, the confusion and the wrestling people have, even over those first two blessings in particular the he chose us and he mm-hmm. predestined us to be adopted. Um, You know, and there's, you know, Christians for centuries have wrestled over to what extent does he choose us, and to what extent do we choose him, because if you read the Old Testament, and and I would say if you read the whole Bible, you cannot deny that God is choosing people, Um, and we all have to admit that if we live in this world, we cannot deny that we have choices that some of us choose God and some of us don't. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we would like to fit things in this neat box that says, which is it? Which, in the end, which choice has more weight? God's choice of me or my choice of him? And we could wrestle back and forth and, and try to put one above the other. Um, or I can look at scripture and say... Um, you know, scripture clearly teaches that God is one and God is three. And, and we can't figure that out logically. Yet, since we're students of scripture, we take a step in faith and we say, you know what, it is clear that God is three and God is one, even though I can't, I can't logically put that together. Um, Mm -hmm. We do the same thing with uh, Jesus is fully man, and he's fully God. I can't logically put that together, but that's clearly what scripture teaches. And And I think we need to do the same thing with God chooses us, and it's true that we have a choice to choose to follow him or not. And and I think that we have a very difficult time logically putting those together, yet I think it's clear in scripture that both of those are what happens in in this world, in God's economy. Um, So I Mm -hmm. wanna be able to lean heavily on the huge blessing it is that God chooses me. Um, mm. but I don't want to I don't want to be put in this box that says you think everything is um, predetermined and we're like robots and don't have choices. No, not at all we completely have choices. And I also right. believe that he completely chose me.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean it's it's that whole uh, tension
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. of living in that tension of both and rather than either or that David talks about.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if and and if we are not if we're not willing to live in that tension, then you know, we we can tend towards a heresy, right? Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. Jesus is both fully God and fully man. That's a tension that doesn't make sense to us, but if mm-hmm. we accept it, then then that that's what the Bible teaches. But if we believe oh he was only God and he wasn't man, well that's a yeah. heresy.
1: Yeah. Oh, he
0: was, he was only man and not God. Then that's also a heresy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, That's, that's also, you know, so that takes us down the wrong path. And I, and I think I heard this illustration once um, that if you imagine walking into the, you know, the gates of heaven
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, outside, you know, there's a gate with a, with a banner over the top and it says, you chose me. And you walk mm-hmm. through the gates and you go on the other side and you look back and it says, I chose you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's the same, it's two sides of the same yeah. gate.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense.
0: I, I like that because then I was like, oh, yeah, because we do have free will and we are mm-hmm. accountable at yeah. some level and mm-hmm. we are chosen.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's that tension. Yeah. Yeah. I think I want to end with this comment that was expressed in our community group on Sunday morning. Oh yeah, let's hear which it. I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we gaze on God's goodness and on His good on the care on His character, let's mm. allow God's goodness to draw us into God's greatness.
1: Mm. Amen.
0: I love that. Yeah, I do too. All right. Any last thoughts?
1: No, let's end with that. Let's gaze on his goodness and allow it to uh, help us see his greatness. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it is. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brentley, for being with me today. Yeah,
1: my pleasure. Thanks, Michelle. It's fun to have these conversations.
0: It is. And thank you to our audience, whether you joined us live on Facebook at our unusual time or later on our podcast. We are grateful for you, the time that you spent with us today. I hope you have a great day.